Thanks for listening to a YPC podcast. We believe God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we'd love to hear about it. Take a second to send your story to office at ypcprior.com and enjoy the message today. Welcome. Good morning, Your Place Church. So happy that you guys have worshiped with us this weekend. We are excited that you are, are signing on in your living rooms, in your kitchens, wherever it is uh, that, you're, that you're worshiping. And I just, I just got to celebrate for just a second, okay? Um, you're actually here with me today, and you don't know this, but somebody has snuck into the church and has plastered your pictures all over the chairs in the auditorium here at church. And so honestly, it's working for me. I can see your faces and it makes me miss you all the more. I do have something else I want to celebrate with you guys though. Um, On Easter weekend, uh, I heard, I actually saw this statistic today. There were actually over 10 million people around the world who signed on to church online on Easter weekend. Ten million. And listen to this. This is where we can celebrate. There were over 70,000, now these are documented, 70,000 decisions to serve Jesus on Easter weekend. And I know you can't, you know, I'm not hearing you clap, but come on, just do me, just humor me, clap at home for me, okay? 70,000 people said yes to Jesus. I love that. And you know, I guess, and I, and I, had, to, I had to come clean with my staff. I genuinely underestimated the power of church online before we were forced to do this. I underestimated its reach, We have got so many, got, we have received so many notifications, communications, whatever, comments of people who are loving this. There are people right now watching Your Place Church who have, who consider Your Place Church to be your church home and you've never even walked in this place because you've recently started worshiping with us over the last few weeks online. Now, I will say this, this has become a very easy a tool for inviting non-church people because a lot of times they'll click and watch something before they'll ever step foot through the doors. So listen, guys, if this message ministers to you, share it. Click and share. Get the message out there. There's a lot of people who need to hear this. With that being said, as much as we love this platform, it seems like there is light at the end of the tunnel. I know there's a lot of discussion right now between our our national and our local governments on kind of easing up on some of the restrictions. And again, we don't have a date for you, but they are at least talking about it. So what does that mean? That means we're going to be together pretty quick, quicker than I think a lot of us thought, pretty soon here at Your Place Church. And with that being said, I do want to let you guys know that when we start our very first in-person gathering, we're actually changing our service time. So originally they were 9.30, 11.30, and 1.30. We talked about this a little bit before Easter, but we are moving to an 8.30, 10, and 11.30 service when we begin the in-person gatherings again. So again, until then, you just watch. It's your favorite service time. And of course, there'll be all kinds of information out there uh, as we get closer to that date. Again, super excited about what God is doing through this medium and through everything else uh, here at Your Place Church. Last week, 
we started a brand new series that we entitled, He is Risen. And I just wanted to do a mini-series post-Easter talking about the significance of Jesus. And last week we talked a lot about Jesus, uh, how he went to the cross, how he paid the price for all of us. Salvation is a real deal. Today, I want to go a little different direction. I said this last week. I said, once we understand how something is made, how something happened, then we have a tendency to value it more. Last week, I gave you the example of the Rolls Royce. This week, I got to thinking, what is something else that once you understand how it's made, you value it more? And for whatever reason, I got to thinking about cheesecake, okay? Cheesecake. And I don't know if you're a fan of cheesecake or not. I know there are those among us who are. And supposedly, the best cheesecake, hands down, comes from the Cheesecake Factory. And so I actually looked online to see the process of making Cheesecake Factory cheesecake. So first of all, you got to get all your ingredients out, and you got to make sure they're at room temperature when you mix them together. And when you mix them together, you put them in this special little spring pan, I guess. And then when you get the batter in there, just before you put it in the oven, they say you actually put an inch of hot water on top of the batter. Something about it keeps the, the cake moist uh, as it's baking. You bake it for one hour. And then here's the thing. You just crack the oven when it's done baking, and you let it just gradually cool down. And then it's got to be, you cannot serve it at that point, it's got to be chilled in a refrigerator for 24 hours to get the consistency of Cheesecake Factory cheesecake. Again, it's a process, but once you understand the process, you value it more. And there are sometimes overlooked basic things that are necessary to this God life that we're living. And the reason why I say they're overlooked is because for a lot of us, we learn about these things early on in our walk with Jesus. And they become, they're not basic, they're actually foundational to who we are. But sometimes they're overlooked. And what we found out to be true, and it says it in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1, that we actually have to pay closer attention or careful attention, the Bible says, therefore to what we have heard in the past, what we've heard so that we do not drift away. One translation says, so we don't let them slip. We have to pay closer attention to things that we already know so we don't let those things slip away. And I think so many times we're looking for something new. We want something fresh. This is why at Your Place Church, our first two weeks of a series tend to be higher attended because people just want to come and see what's new, what's fresh, right? We look for things that are new and fresh when really it is the basics of our salvation that when they come alive in us, that is who we are. That's what changes our lives. And it would be real easy as we go through some of the scriptures today to kind of flip a switch and say, you know what? I've heard this before and tune out. Can I encourage you, friends? Don't do that. In fact, as you're, as you're worshiping with us online for however long we're doing this, I would encourage you, 
don't be distracted doing something else. Like if you were here with us in person, you would sit, you would stand during the worship, you would sit, you would listen, you would have your Bible out, you would be paying attention. So don't be doing laundry, don't be cooking. Give the Lord your full attention. I actually wanted to preach this message on last Wednesday this month, but it doesn't look like we're going to be there uh, in person anyway. We might do something special. We'll see. Um, But I wanted to talk about the significance of the blood of Jesus today. Will you pray with me? Father, we love you. And we are so very thankful for everything that Jesus did for us on that cross. And today, Father, we are especially thankful for the blood that was shed for all of us. And Father, I know that if we've been around church for any length of time, this message, we think we know it. But Lord, don't let us fall into that that rut of, oh, I've heard this before. Let this message come alive to us again today, God. There's significance in the precious blood of Jesus. And help me reach every single one of those viewers today, Father God, with your message. And we trust you for it, that this message has the potential to change our lives forever. God, we love you and we thank you for that right now. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, if you've been worshiping with us for any length of time, then you know that Pastor Darian and blood just don't go together, right? This is why they don't let me do hospital visits around here, okay? Because they know, it's, it's not that I don't love you. It's not that I don't love our people, that I don't want to come pray for people. It's just that my staff knows that if I walk into a hospital room, I'm the one that's going to need medical attention, okay? I'm going to be laid up in the bed next to you. In fact, we, we had one of our staff members who were, was recently, it's been several months ago now, was in the hospital, had a procedure that they were doing, and, um, and I, Tyra and I just happened to be in Tulsa, and we drove, we, we heard that they were there, and uh, we walked in the room, and this staff member gasps and was like, oh no, it's worse than it is. <laughs> And what they thought was because Pastor Darian was there, like the prognosis must be grim, right? Because if Darian's showing up, then it's got to be really bad. And I was like, no, no, no. I just happened to, like, I just want to come and pray with you. You're on our staff. We just wanted to be with you. But that's, that's because everybody knows me and hospitals and me and blood, it just doesn't go well together. In fact, a lot of you are familiar with, uh, with Drew and Rachel Strange. Rachel was the one that just did the ministry moment a while ago. Drew's our, our, our kid's pastor. On the night of their wedding reception, we had the privilege and the honor of marrying them. They were on their way to the rehearsal dinner, and we were coming, uh, getting ready to go ourselves, and my phone rang that night. And I, I opened it up. I, I opened it. Do you see what I did there? I opened it up, and I said, Hello. And it, it was from my son. I, I recognized the number. And I opened and I said, hello, thinking it was going to be my oldest son, Taylor. And on the other line was one of his friends. And it was like, uh, 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 Mr. Raines, uh, hi. And he told me who it was. He says, we think Taylor broke his leg. What do you want us to do with him? And I was like, you think what? Like, I thought it was a joke, first of all. 
But he's like, yeah, we were out riding horses. He fell off the horse. He's in the middle of a pasture. We think his legs broke. What do you want us to do with him? And I'm like, I don't know. Throw him in the back of the pickup and drive him to the hospital, for starters, which they did. And Tyra and I, of course, we hurried up. We went to the hospital. When I walked into the emergency room, sure enough, that boy broke his, his tib and his fib. And it was a compound fracture, and it, and it exited the skin. And so as I pulled that curtain back, I saw blood. And here's what we know, you know, it's, it's always been said that the, that the father's blood is in the children, right? Well, I saw my blood exiting his body, and that's just it. The world started spinning. I needed to find a chair. Why? Because I just, blood is meaningful to me. Why? Because the life of every creature is in the blood. Blood is not meant to leave the body. In fact, our friends at uh, Church of the Highlands, they're doing a blood drive right now. There are 16 million blood donations every year. Why? Because blood cannot be manufactured. The heart, other organs, they figured out a way to, to design and build and use those. Blood cannot be manufactured. Blood is the most precious thing on the earth. Some people might think water is. Well, interestingly enough, your body needs water because your blood contains 83% water. Some people think, well, air or oxygen is. The only reason why you need oxygen is to populate the human blood. So your blood is the most precious thing on earth. You can survive without your original heart. You can survive with one lung, right? You cannot survive without blood. It's the most precious thing. Why? Because the life of any creature is in the blood. So when I see blood pouring from the body, it's a little bit more meaningful to me, right? Blood was never meant to leave the body. In fact, in Scripture, we actually see the first account of blood exiting the body. We see in Genesis chapter 3, verse 21, after Adam and Eve had sinned and they realized that they were naked, God killed an animal. First time that an animal or anything in creation has died. God killed an animal and made clothing for them. Can you imagine Adam standing there? He's never seen a plant die. He's never seen an animal die. Death is so foreign to him, and yet they sin. God comes down and strikes an animal, and at that moment, its blood pours from its body. And Adam sees the repercussion of his sin. And now this animal loses its life. We, we see all the way through Scripture, Adam and Eve had two boys named Cain and Abel. And we see the first case of jealousy and hate. And Cain kills Abel. And he does it in secret. But God sees everything. Genesis chapter 14, the Lord said, What have you done? Talking to Cain. Listen, he says, your brother's blood 
cries out to me from the ground. Why? Because God created blood to be precious. The life of every creature is in its blood. We see the first sacrifice by a human when Abraham took Isaac to sacrifice him to God, which seems weird to me, like God would even ask him to do that. There's a whole message that I don't have time to get into. But we see this moment where just in the nick of time, God stopped him. Don't do it. Don't do it. You, you, you love me, right? And at that time, Abraham looked, and there was a ram caught in a bush. Abraham took the ram and sacrificed the ram to the Lord. Why? Why was it so necessary? Because in the Old Testament, the Bible says that sin, the punishment of sin, is death. We were never created to die until sin entered. We were never supposed to sin, but when it did, something had to die. And in the Old Testament, they used animal sacrifices not to cleanse us from sin, but to cover us, cover our sin. The penalty of sin is death. The Old Testament, friends, is a bloody book. But we see that Jesus came to set us free from that old way of life, the Old Testament, the old covenant. How did he do that? The only way he could, by the shedding of his own blood. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12 says, He, Jesus, did not enter heaven, did not enter by means of the blood of goats and calves, but he entered the most holy place once for all by his own blood, thus obtaining eternal redemption. In other words, the reason that we, you and I, have eternal life is because the blood of Jesus has set us free. Verse 13 goes on to say, the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkled on those who were ceremonially unclean sanctify them so that they are outwardly clean, the scripture says. In other words, it just covered their sin. Verse 14, how much more then will the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our conscience from the acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God. Guys, this is why Christianity feels different than any other religion. It's because our conscience has been cleaned. We don't live under the old law or the Mosaic law. We live under the New Testament, and Jesus' blood has cleansed our conscience. Jesus' blood is powerful. The blood of sacrificed animals only covered our sin. Jesus' blood washed them away. You know, there's a difference between covering something up or masking it and actually washing it. You know, I did youth ministry for 16 years. And uh, one thing that we did every year is we took our students to summer camp. And uh, we would have students from the ages of 12 to 19, right, teenagers. 
And uh, there was something very unique every year we went to summer camp. And the unique thing was junior high boys. Junior high boys experience what I call a metamorphosis, okay? There is a moment when a junior high boy, 12, 13, somewhere in that area, some start early, some later, but there is a moment when a junior high boy does not smell. And then something happens, and one day he wakes up, and he does smell. There is a moment when a junior high boy does not require or need deodorant. But then something happens, and he wakes up one day, and he does need deodorant. There is a moment when a junior high boy doesn't necessarily need to take a shower every single day, but then there is a day when he should take more than one shower every day, right? And I don't know how it happens, but that metamorphosis happens every year at summer camp, okay? And you couple that metamorphosis with the Oklahoma sunshine, the heat that's equivalent to the surface of the sun, all day playing outside, and worship services with intense praise and worship, and you get a cocktail of smells. All right, friends? It is bad, bad, bad. And for whatever reason, junior high boys think that there is a miracle in an aerosol can referred to as Axe Body Spray. And every night before service, instead of, because they're not in the habit of taking a shower every single day, they're not even in the habit of using deodorant every single day. And instead of showering, their answer to what seems to be a repulsive odor is to spray themselves down with Axe body spray before going to the service that night. And I'm sure what it is, is it, it's, it's marketing, because if you've ever watched the commercials for Axe, this man is like spraying Axe on him, and like thousands of women are running towards him. Junior high boy, can I tell you something? Even in the commercial, that man showered first, okay? He showered first. He didn't just spray himself with Axe body spray. Guys, the sacrifices of the old covenant, that blood merely covered the aroma of our sin. Can you imagine how horrible it was to sacrifice animal after animal after animal all the time? It didn't remove our sin. It just covered him like Acts does B.O. It's not that the B.O. isn't there. It's just that you smell something else also. It goes on, verse 24. For Christ did not enter a sanctuary made with human hands that was only a copy of the true one. He entered heaven itself now to appear for us in God's presence. Nor did he enter heaven to offer himself again and again the way the high priest enters the most holy place every year with blood that's not his own. What it's saying here is, is Jesus did not have to do this again and again and again. He did it once. And he did it for you. And he did it for me. Verse 26 says, Otherwise, Christ would have suffered many times since the creation of the world. 
but he has appeared once for all at the, com- at the culmination of the ages, not to cover, to do away th- with the sins, to take away, to do away with the sin by the sacrifice of himself. Just as people are destined to die once and after that to face judgment, so Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many, to wash us clean, to forgive us, to cleanse our consciousness. Jesus did not enter as a human uh, or enter, enter into a human-made or man-made tabernacle. He entered into the very throne of God. See, in the Old Testament, there was this, this altar and this mercy seat, and the priest would come in once a year, and he would sacrifice these animals for all the people's sins, and he would lay the blood on the mercy seat. The Bible says right here in Hebrews that Jesus would actually go into heaven. In fact, you can read about it. It actually talks about how when Jesus was brought back to life, that Mary actually saw him. And he said, don't touch me, because I have yet to ascend to my Father. Jesus walks into the very throne room of God to the mercy seat, the altar. And he allows his own blood to drip from his hands, to come from the hole in the side. And in that moment, he didn't just cover our sins, friends, He washed them away, every one of us. And I've done this illustration before, but it bears repeating. You know, this is you. And, you know, we think that we're born into the world with pure blood, right? We think that, you know, a little kid doesn't sin. They don't even know how to sin. But in reality, the Bible says that you are actually born into sin. In other words, your blood was already tainted with the deception of sin. But there's something significant about the blood of Jesus Christ. Because when you apply the blood of Jesus Christ, it doesn't just cover your sin. Friends, it washes your sins away. See, because when you see yourself, you see someone who's not worthy. You see an abusive father. You see someone who's cheated. You see someone who's struggled in their thought life. You see someone who's had a temper. You see yourself, and you don't think you're worthy to stand in the presence of God. You don't feel like you're worthy to walk in to a church. See, when you see yourself, you see your sin. But what you need to understand is how God sees you. He sees you through the blood of Jesus. He sees you washed and cleansed and set free. See, you need to see yourself as God sees you. What do we do with a message like this? It changes things. Here's what we need to understand. The blood did more 
then save us. Friends, there is power in the blood. 1 Peter 1 verse 18 says, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, knowing that you weren't bought and paid for with corruptible things like silver or gold, but verse 19, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish, without spot. See, the Bible refers to the blood of Jesus as precious. Jesus paid for you and for, and for me with his blood. Colossians 1.13 says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption, or again, we've been paid for through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. See, this changes things, friends. This changes how you and I act, how you and I see ourselves. When you understand the power of the blood of Jesus and how you're not just an old sinner saved by grace, but you're a previous sinner who's been bought and paid for by the precious blood of Jesus, you carry yourself different. You hold your head up higher. So you don't have to walk around with your head low because of your past. You're not your past. You have been set free. You have been forgiven. You have been washed clean. Don't let the reoccurring thoughts or the horror stories or your nightmares dictate who you are. You are forgiven. What do you do with a message like this? You remember. You remember what Jesus Christ did for you. You don't let this slip. You remember. And the Bible says in Psalm 107, let the redeemed, or the ones who've been bought and paid for, let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Say so. Like, let it come out your mouth. Use your past as your testimony. You know what? It doesn't have to hurt anymore. You may still see a scar, but when you press on it, it doesn't have the sting or the pain that it used to have. Why? Because you've been set free. You've been forgiven. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Can I pray with you today? Father, we love you. And we are so very thankful for the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And even now, Father, as we're praying, I, I, I get this sense that there are people who are watching today who, Father, they are trapped in the thoughts of who they used to be. They are trapped in the shadows from their past. 
And Father, they have yet to to be able to break free from that. Lord, I thank you that whom the Son has set free by the precious blood of Jesus, they are set free indeed. Right now, I pray, Father God, for the cleansing, washing power of your blood to cleanse their conscience, to cleanse their mind, to cleanse their thoughts. Father, I pray that they are set free. They are no longer who they used to be. They t- today, they are brand new. They're a new person in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, the Bible says that when you're born again and you're washed by the blood of the Lamb, that your sin, your past life, is as far from God as the east is from the west. He doesn't see your sin. He's forgiven you. Now, you need to forgive yourself. You need to forgive yourself. You need to let it go. And let the precious blood of Jesus cleanse your consciousness. Friends, next week we start a brand new series. And I'm looking forward to this because I really feel like it's a right now message for our church. We'll see you next week. God bless you. You have been listening to a YPC podcast. Visit our website at ypcprior.com to hear more.